Welcome to Lost in America, episode 178. My name's Turner Sparks. I'm drinking bleach. With me is Sir Michael Ira Kaplan. He's drinking bleach. I'm so bored. I'm drinking bleach, Kaplan. I'm drinking an iced coffee with a little a little bleach uh, in the top. A little, a little dabble of Clorox. How, pro- how prophetic? How, how pro- prophetic? Is that the word? Am I, is my English still good? I, the I dead milk. Finish the sentence. The dead they were. Milkman, for- they wrote this song in the 1980s, I believe. There's also a line in this song that says, I want to drink bleach with a Georgia peach. I want to drink bleach with a Georgia peach. Less, who knew that would be less controversial than taking retards to a zoo? There who knew in the 1980s <laughs> when everyone was saying that word with abandon? Uh, yeah, Kevin, Georgia is the only state that's open right now, lest I remind you. And it is open, and it's uh, and so you don't have to drink bleach there, or you're saying you're going to be drinking bleach there. Well, no, that's where you'd be most likely to say, I want to follow. I, I don't know. It's just I, the, the stars have finally come together for the Dead Milkmen. They've had their time. And, yeah. you know, they were big in the 80s. They've been one of my favorite bands straight through. I went and saw them a year ago. They're still good live. Everyone go see the Dead Milkmen. But now you get the Bleach Boys, uh, <laughs> which is a great tune. And now it's, it's all over. The president, I don't know if the president was listening to this and that's how he heard it. But on the podcast today, let's get to this. We have Ari Shafir. Yes, this is a big guest, so I'm excited. I'm actually going to have good energy today. I usually mail it in for the regular pod and give all my energy to the Patreon show. Not you, this week. You do. Yeah, no, no mailing it in. You mail it in for, like, last week we had a doctor who's saving corona patients. You would mail it in for that. <laughs> Mailed it in. But you would not mail it in for a one Ari Shafir because he <laughs> has a lot of fans who might be listening to this show. So you care more. Yes about the fans and you do the doctors as you said you do not like to clap at 7 p.m so I, you uh, you've drawn your line in the sand and it's pro kaplan anti any to anyone who's trying to help which is I, you know the goal is to get me canceled next that's what we're trying to say exactly yes and so um ari he's gonna be here in a minute he is at his uh parents house in maryland he like i did he left he was a he was a coward like i am and he left new yeah. york city and you guys, were you on the road together? We'll find out when he left, I guess. We could have carpooled. You, I didn't know he left. Which is uh, really good. Carpooling, is, there's so many things that people were in favor of because they're good for the environment that now we realize are terrible ideas. They should like set up. Uh, plastic that, bags, carpooling, all these things are bad ideas. Well, you should, you know how they have speed traps. They should just, if you get in the carpool lane, you should immediately go to prison. <laughs> You're a killer. You're basically trying to kill people. When I was driving down from New York to here in uh, Virginia, where I'm staying now, a few weeks ago down the Jersey Turnpike, I was seeing these cops out on the road trying to arrest people. I mean, trying to give people, I thought, speeding tickets, which made no sense because no one was on the roads. What I'm realizing now is they were trying to get people in the carpool lane and saying, oh, no social distancing. Wait, they should actually create a single lane. Instead of the yes. carpool lane, where you only, if you're just one person in your car, you're allowed to go, you go faster, your own lane. You should uh, get punished it, in the carpool. Yeah, no, because I I saw like I look out of my window, I can see the the uh, Long Island Expressway, and it's just empty. It looks like the autobahn now. You can just fly. But I was reading somewhere that there's been like a record amount of people being pulled over for going over 100 miles per hour. 
Because like people aren't just speeding now; they're just cruising with abandon. Well, this was me, which, Kaplan. Yeah, I, yeah. I told you I was multiple times driving, caught myself going 90 on the Jersey Turnpike without realizing it because there was no cars ahead of me or behind me, no one to judge how fast I was going. So then it's it really is. It's like driving between the Dakotas when there's <laughs> yeah, no one on the road. The road's straight for uh, 150 and you, I, miles, and you don't realize. And you have to do it that way because you are doing your service to burn as much oil as you can to get because our we're, our gas producers are going to go out of business if we don't get the price of oil. You know, right now we have too much oil. Yes. So you need to go fast to burn it all off. To be a patriot. To be a patriot. Yes, that's your patriotic duty is to speed to support the red, white, and blue. This great yes. this great land of ours, that's, Kaplan. That's my tip. Speaking of supporting the red, white, and blue, we have a Patreon page and a patriot. We- we are Americans, and so if you support yeah. us, you're supporting America, putting us back to work. And we have a new subscriber this week, Amanda Culver out in Texas. My cousin Amanda Culver. That, that brings us to our highest, highest subscriptions ever. We have put it, we're putting out, this show is for free on Mondays. We're giving you a taste of what we can do. But a on taste. Tuesday and through Friday, if you want it, you're going to have to pay for it. Yeah, you have to pay, not for free. To the tune of $5 a month. Uh, it can, you can also give ten or fifteen or twenty if you're an extra if you're a, if you're a real patriot. But for those of you who just you know you're in you're out. If we're doing well, fair weather fans of this country, you can give us five dollars a month. We will put out every single night, Tuesday through Friday. So you're getting a show five days a week, Tuesday through Friday. We're doing a half hour every night. Comes straight to you. Forget late night shows. Forget Jimmy Fallon. Forget Jimmy Kimmel. Forget any of those people. Forget the president. You don't need to forget you don't need the to watch president. The don't forget yeah. Cuomo. He's putting out some interesting stuff these days. Yeah. But besides him, listen to him during the day. Listen to us at night, and you get this show. So Amanda Culver's on board. Thank you to Amanda. Shout out to her. Kaplan, now let's get to what happened last Saturday night. This is coming out on Monday. We're recording yeah. this on Sunday. So Saturday night, you and I went to Weber's bachelor party in quotation Ooh, yeah. marks. We went to a bachelor party. It was the first time I've ever been to a bachelor party that my daughter attended as well. She was and, in and out because I don't think yeah. your, your kid ha- your kids have a bedtime. This was <laughs> it, they go to sleep later than you do. That's for sure. They but do whenever did, they wish. We did a Saturday night um, Zoom surprise bash. Uh, Michael H. Weber from the podcast. Yeah, He's for the on. screenwriter, the Oscar nominated screenwriter Michael H. Weber. He was on this. He was on our Patreon show last week. If you wanted to listen to that, but he's been on this show multiple times. He's. Well, are you the best man, Weber? I mean, Kaplan. Well, he's in. He wasn't doing a wedding party. He was just doing. Uh, so there was no best man. But you know, he's got a lot of friends. Yeah, but by the time the bachelor sure. party rolls around, we all know who the best man is. And I believe well, the, it was well, you. So well, we were going to have a bachelor party this this weekend, this past weekend, and he, Weber was doing the thing where he was trying to basically give everyone different assignments from different friend groups. We were all going to blue shirt was going to get blue shirt got us a really good deal at a hotel. By pretending we were like chiropractors in or Philadelphia, yeah, Blue yeah. Shirt was scamming people all over the place because <laughs> there was like a chiropractor convention or something. He was getting people to do what they do best. Yes, exactly. He was assigned, delegating. He was like running the uh, task force, bachelor for, party task force. For me, it was nothing, which yeah. uh, is what I do best. If we were going to have to put together a stand-up show or a podcast, you would have been on it. So let's we get were... to the meat of this. So It so didn't happen because right. um, of the quarantine. And so we decided, I think someone, Jason Katz, a friend of ours, maybe decided to do it on Zoom and in not only have the people who were supposed to be at the bachelor party, but to invite in celebrities. Now let's go through quickly the list that we had yeah, well, so he wanted to, just to explain, he wanted to surprise him so that Weber thought, we. I had a professor write a, an email to Weber asking him to teach a class, apparently on a Saturday night, which is as believable as meeting Jim Gaffigan at a dinosaur barbecue, but Weber bought it, that he was going to teach a class on a Saturday night, and here's a Zoom link. 
So he jumped onto Zoom and bam, there's 25 of his closest friends. And then we also decided to get some surprise guests to like, so, you know, to give it some, uh, some gravity, right? Make it a little more fun. Gravitas. Gravitas. Yes, that's better they than gravity. say across the pond. <laughs> so, yes, and the first 15 minutes, I'm going to say, before the surprise guests got there, the first 15 minutes, pretty bad. Pretty dull. It well, was it's hard to it's hard to zoom with that many people. It's like you don't really want to talk. What happens is you don't want to talk because it's too many people. You can't address one person and so everyone just doesn't talk. And not everyone knows each other. So yeah, it's a, a, half the people know each other. Half the people have no clue. So the first 15 were rough. But then who came in but World Series Philadelphia, World Series winner, Philadelphia Philly legend. What's his name again? I thought you were going to say his name. What, what were you calling him all night? Tree Rollins. <laughs> tree, tree, or Jimmy Henry Rollins. Rollins. Who was it? Jimmy, Jimmy Rollins. He was, an, former, he was an MVP of the National League, I believe. Shortstop. Yeah, shortstop Jimmy Rollins, our friend Gideon Cohen, who represents him as his agent, as he's as a sportscaster now, and he got. Uh, I knew I we had had to figure out who we could get, and Jimmy Rollins had done a heart attack message for me. He was one of the people who had sent me a greeting, so we figured, well, if he can do a heart attack message, get well, Kaplan. Maybe he could join us. So he dives in, and this guy's an A-plus. I've never heard of him. I understand. I didn't 100% know he was an athlete right away, but then I kind of got it when you guys started firing off baseball questions to him. And he was happy. Not only was he happy to oblige, he stayed on this Zoom party with 25 people he didn't know. He knew one person. He knew his agent, Gideon Cohen. Besides that, he didn't know anybody. He stayed on for a good 15, 20 minutes just yeah, Gideon giving life he was advice, gonna... giving yeah, um, all kinds of dating advice giving, and then like just t- talking baseball. He, well, he was doing some great take my wife, please like comedy. You know, he was giving all sorts of bits about how you got to take up golf and you got to get out of the to get out of the house excuses to get out of the house. Once you have kids, typical. Yeah. It, like solid husband. It, like, Oh, I've been I, married I, too long material. I think I'm going to comb through the, it was recorded. I think I'm going to come through it. I'm going to steal some of those bits and pass them off from my, my own. On future so podcasts. he went first. It was great. Uh, one thing I want to say, I don't think any, I think we're so early in zoom as a concept that most people don't realize it can be recorded. Right, because he was saying stuff about former teammates of his, players. Even he won this, he won the World Series with, and he was like slagging off certain players. I'm not going to name who, but it was stuff that. Oh wow, I don't think you would say this normally on the air. Then we got to number two. This is about 45 minutes into this Zoom party. Who comes in next? But a one, Robert De Niro. Yes, for Weber's former boss. How and your for your current current boss? Yes, technically, sort of. Sure, uh, but yeah, I I made you know that was an idea because there was a lot of names being thrown about. Uh, there was some a lot of arguments among. The, we had a lot of cooks in the kitchen deciding who we should come. There was like you know that I don't know if you saw that girl Katie Nolan who's kind of like an annoying hot girl who's in sports talk. Oh yeah, and I don't she, like her. She yeah, was gonna she be did, one. She, What's that? She, no, no. She did this thing on Zoom like early in the in the quarantine where it was like, let's see how many famous people we can get on. And who knows? And it was like a competition and they just had like random people popping in. and they uh, quit, She's awful. To show off immediately. Like it was so stupid. So it's like kind of ripping off that concept, but we were going to do it for private, except now we're talking about it to show off. But uh, so obviously the, the, there was a kind of a kind of uh, idea that like we shouldn't do movie people who like are just random because it'll just be awkward. And it might be uncomfortable for Weber because he works in the industry. And we should, so we should kind of stick to like sports people because he would love that. But also, De Niro was the obvious movie person because he used to be, he was his first boss. So yes, of I, reached out, I reached out to him, obviously, and he said yes. Uh, the day of it, he still seemed confused. He asked me, 
he's like, so which birthday is this for Michael again? And I was like, no, it's not his birthday. It's his bachelor party. He also <laughs> seemed confused the entire time he was on the Zoom with us. And when I say the entire time, it was two minutes and 35 seconds. It was a very long two minutes and 35 seconds, for me at least. It was very but, uh, long. No one asked him a question. Everyone immediately went mute on their thing. Yes, everyone was terrified. Whereas with Jimmy Rollins before, he was kind of like one of the guys. Everybody was like, yep. oh, hey, buddy. None of us knew him, but it was people yep. were asking, peppering him with questions. When De Niro came on, everyone got dead silent. And when I say everyone, there's some power players in there you got um i think some agents some hollywood we had agents. weber's we had weber's i think weber's agent might have been gone but weber's managers were there uh we had some other people in you the had a couple producers. of uh, producers directors yeah. producers we had some people films. but it's it, it's because it's, it's exactly that's why they're not saying anything because they're not going to geek out de niro they're trumps gonna... everybody i wanted to ask him some kaplan questions yeah but, yeah, but he seems confused I, I don't know if he like could see me like i don't know if he realized i was on there because <laughs> he seemed like he was Weber made a Kaplan comment and he was like yeah like he Weber's like I was gonna ask Cap I'm not gonna ask Kaplan for marriage advice and he's like yeah of course not or something like and I don't know who it's his like. best line in the two and a half minutes he goes alright Weber so uh I don't know have a good wedding or whatever yes that was great also the best line no he also said to him um you know, I thought there'd be girls dancing in the background, and Weber said, "Oh, I, they didn't pass the temperature checks." I believe he said something like that. Yeah, at the door, and Bob's like, "Oh, of course, yeah, you've got to be careful now, or something." Yeah, <laughs> like, like he was gonna have strippers like didn't in his apartment. His his uh, fiance is sitting right, like in the other room. And so it's yeah. a joke. Like, yeah, I was good. Yeah, it was going to give him but a thermometer, was, but they couldn't. It was in. amazing. It was really, yeah, it was great. It was perfect, actually. It, it would have. It was like it is like when you throw a bachelor party. Part of why you have strippers is because you have a group of guys you don't all know each other very well. You do need to loosen up the move. The, the move it's like a bonding thing, right? Now yes. You have stories about this guy went to a private room. So Robert De Niro was our stripper. You're saying he was like the stripper who, like, you know, there's different kind. He was like the stripper that was like. Yeah, it wasn't. It was a short-lived, like some kind of disastrous experience, and it was. Well, hilarious. you also at every bachelor party when people don't know each other, you have to have one guy that everyone else kind of makes fun of. And yes. for us, that was Robert De Niro. <laughs> That's pretty good. <laughs> typically, it's like way, a, typically it's a cousin of the guy that nobody knows yeah. or something, you know. Um, but this was great. It was a lot of fun, and uh, and then finally we had um, uh, who was this guy? Howard Eskin. I'm not right. sure. This, I don't know much about him, but he was the, the hardest. Best. This one's the best. It's the hardest to explain, but I said people who are from the Philly area would know Howard Eskin. Howard Eskin is the biggest uh, radio personality in sports in Philadelphia area for years. Like when I was a kid and I went, to, and he was also on TV, he was on local TV. But when I went into the, uh, the JCC, I played basketball at the JCC. And one year I was given the sportsmanship award because, you know, that's what you give to the guy who, uh, you know, it's really hard when you're among all the Jewish kids. They're all good sports. We all suck. But we, I went sports reports. So I went to the sports banquet where they give it out. And Howard Eskin was like the guest speaker that they the J, He was like a big deal. Like he's like a guy you get. Uh, so everyone knows who he is. But he's also a bit um, love him or hate him. He's a bit of a heel. I would say a bit of a heel is he's the ultimate heel. He's the ultimate heel. He's like any so, he's like an old school local sports broadcaster that his corner, his angle is hating the local team. And so that therefore all the callers hate him, as right. far as I could tell. And he right. was fantastic at it. He so, called in. He started Weber and most of the uh, you guys all love the Sixers. You love the process. You love Joel Embiid. He right, started so, talking about how Embiid was fat, how uh, the team, uh, Bill Simmons, I mean, not Bill Simmons, what's his name? Ben, ben Simmons ben, has no jump he shot. Him, he was calling him Benjamin, which I didn't even understand what that insult was. Like, not Benjamin. He not, has no J. 
Oh no, Jay. Oh, look at that. I missed that. Bannerman. You picked yeah. up your better heel. It was so to, I love this guy. He was my the, favorite the, one. And the thing that was great about so there's yeah, the whole process. It was the whole rebuilding pro program the Sixers went through. And Weber is well known as being the uh there's a there's a there's a podcast dedicated to the process called the Rights to Ricky Sanchez podcast. And Weber is like uh he's considered the Spike Lee of that podcast. Not just our podcast, he's on. He's on that podcast. Too. As Spike he's Lee the, is to the New York Knicks. There's a lot of steps a, to follow uh, here yeah, in this I, thing. So, but let's so, just get to the Howard thing. Because this guy, yeah. uh one thing quickly, he he acted as if this was and this was a Matt Goldich uh, line, Matt Goldich observation, who is a uh, uh, another friend, he's a writer for the Seth Meyers show. He was saying that Howard Askin acted as if he was on the air doing a local sports radio broadcast, but but only for the 25 guys on the right. Zoom session. And we could ask him whatever questions we wanted about sports, and he would go off on it for five minutes. It was fantastic. Right. Well, that's what I was going to get to, is that essentially he was given the backstory going in that, that we are disagree with him completely on the 76ers because he was like against this whole thing. And he, he gets on the Zoom. I didn't know what time he was going to be on because he was covering the NFL draft. He was texting me that he was at the NFL draft room waiting for the Eagles and he just pops in unannounced. He didn't give me a heads up. And he's sitting there with a microphone, like he's like a radio show. Like it's a radio and just, show. And he just went right in, calling us dopes, call, is screaming at us idiots. Everyone morons. was a moron. He was taking callers, questions about Charles Barkley, telling his stories. He, at one point, he went and he got, because he, he was in the Eagles' lot. It wasn't explained, but he was in the Eagles' room. He pulled out the Super Bowl trophy. And he was like taunting us all with the Super Bowl trophy, like we're not Eagles fans. Also, he goes, like, "The Sixers will never you, get one of these." The Sixers will never get one of these, which just makes no sense. And Andrew no Goldstein basketball. goes, "Andrew Goldstein goes, yeah, because they don't play football." <laughs> and I was, it was the happiest day of my life when we won that. So I don't even know why he was. It was just amazing. He is, he is like like his, uh, I, you know, he's the guy who you put on local talk radio. The other teams always call apparently because he like fires up the team like we hate the Eagles because their guy he's just a heel he's amazing he's the best it was an it was an amazing performance uh, I will see if we I want to be clip. best friends with that guy he's oh, my new yeah. favorite person on earth but we got Ari yeah. waiting so I think we should get to Ari Ari yeah. is uh, home we're gonna call him right now he's a uh, he's in Maryland as we said mm. so let's call up Ari His parents home yes call him up. All right, we're back with Ari Shafir, dude. Thanks for doing the show, man. Yeah, it's been a while, right? It's been a while. You you seem I, to come on. Like, you, you disappeared for three months or four months and went around Burma. Yeah. And then our among show other, was... Among other places. Yeah, you, exactly. You started in Burma with William Childress, and then uh, you went all over the place. And then our show was the first show you did when you came back, as far as I yeah. understand. And then um, you haven't disappeared this time, but you mm. have become... You're a yoga instructor now. And that's right. You're, <laughs> that's right. One of the things I learned when I was in Southeast Asia. The world has disappeared. Of, of you, well, you were quarantining before everyone, so. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it really wasn't that bad. It was just like fucking annoyances on the fucking internet. But that's all. Yeah. What, <laughs> how? What? I mean, you. That is. Kevin was saying that earlier. He's like, he had to jump on us on the quarantine situation. <laughs> you did go private on um, some. I went private just because of all the death threats to other people. So they were using my wall to like. So let's say like. I don't know. Let's say you were my uh, my friend or something, or my brother. 
they would they would put a post up and be like, hey, here's Turner Sparks. That's his brother. Here's his home address and his phone number. Go fuck with him. I mean, that's Dude, insane. That's it. That's totally. And honestly, any of the people that were like casually upset with me, I, I think they would be like, oh, no, no, guys, don't do that. It's kind of like the Muslims who are upset about like Charlie Hebdo. And they're like, shouldn't write cartoons like that. And they're like, oh, we, we killed them all. And they're like, oh, no. That's a little that. far. That's a little <laughs> much. Yeah. And at that point, then all those Muslims had the options of either going, listen, I'm still mad. Those guys went too far, but I'm still mad. Or go, well, my anger over this cartoon is really meaningless now because they just killed a bunch of people. So I'm yeah, not going to bring Even the Walton family was like, all right, settle down, guys. Yeah, this yeah, is- yeah. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. So, um, so yeah, I just had to go private for that. Otherwise, I, I don't mind the fucking abuse, death threats to myself. I've been getting death threats for so many years, so I don't, I don't care at all. It's just to the other people that were using my wall to congregate. So I was like, I'll just go private for a month. I almost got exploded, I think. Yeah, I had because- a- I, at New York Comedy Club, I had a show. It, it, you can tell me if this is true or not, but I had a show that got canceled. It's not. I, I already know. It's not. Go oh, ahead. it's not? Okay, I had a show that got canceled like last minute, which has never happened yeah. to me before or since at New York Comedy Club, and I had no idea what was going on or why. I was on my way to the club, and I was yeah. like 15 minutes before I got there. They texted, and they're like, oh, show's off tonight, and the club's pretty popular. It would have been odd. But then I found out a few days later that people were calling in death th- uh, bomb threats. Bomb threats. Yeah, somebody's like, I'm standing with a gun. And, and, and by the way, this happens all the time. I'll tell you. I haven't told anybody this. But I, I created a website for after I getting all these threats. Any, any venue I did, it was a bunch of people going like, I'll pull that place up. Expect violence tonight. There's going to be protests outside. The stand, listen, this isn't the first time the stand has dealt with this for me. Uh, about four or five years ago, um, the Amazing Racist, all those videos were found by some radio DJ in Charlotte. And he was like, can you believe this guy? He thought it was new instead of fucking 15 years old. And he was going nuts and got all these people to call. Anyway, eventually they were getting harassed. The owner just got on the phone like, hey, whoever's answering phones, you're off. And he goes, yeah, then come down and do something. He would just answer the phone. Then come down and do something. You know, yeah. it's like, they'll be like, well, I'll be waiting for you. Anyway, they were like, we're never going to ban a comic for making jokes. We're just, the stand is the wrong people to come to. They were just the next venue I had on my, on my dates. So that's who all these people went to. And not a single person showed up. Nobody even came. No one heckled. It was just never happened. Oh, they had so the show. Yeah, so they're used to it. This was four or five years ago. So now the the stand was like, come on down, Ari. They're, they're calling, uh, saying they're going to be violent, but they're not. And, and I stood outside for fucking 30 minutes. Like, if anybody wanted to shoot me, I'm right here alone talking to my friend on the phone. It's not an issue. The stand knows that. And he would send me pictures, Italia, of like, oh, here are the big protests. <laughs> send me a picture of just a, an empty, yeah. an empty sidewalk. Anyway. Other clubs aren't as used to us. So this, the New York Comedy Club, they got a call saying, um, I'm sitting with a fucking machine gun out, outside on the block. Um, okay, so side note, since all this stuff started going, I created a website for a fake comedy club in Toledo, Ohio. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it was a club that had existed about five years earlier, closed down, and we found it was like, all right, let's just use that, Laughs Inc., and uh, and we made this website, and it was a e- so we had the email address. We just pretty much mocked their entire old website, uh, put some some of their performers, and then some fake, just like public domain uh, images, and called it like Jack Smith playing whatever. Um, Duncan Trussell, I put on there. Nick Yusuf, I put on there is like coming, you know. And then I put myself on and just waited for the emails to come in because we made a fake phone number, Google phone number, from the area code of Toledo. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Um, they weren't going to check on any of the links, like buy tickets, because they weren't. No one was looking to buy tickets, right? They're just looking to protest. <laughs> and some of the protests. This is some of the emails we got. We'll go. 
I have been a customer. I have come once a month at least for the last three years. Which is like, <laughs> it's a club that closed down five years ago. Right, such a form. Like, and I will never come again because you're having Ari Shapir. Uh, it's a form letter. Uh, oh, expect violence, all that stuff. But that one was my favorite ones because it was like, this is what club owners deal with. People they think are customers that are living in Florida who are never going to come, never going to remember when they do come. They actually might come to your venue three years later because they forgot they were that <laughs> mad. So we were getting messages saying, I have been a loyal customer and I will stop coming to a fake to a co- anyway. You, so New you, York Comedy Club. Go ahead. Cap. You should wait. You should be able to get a small business loan then because your club has been forced to close. <laughs> You're right. You I mean, are you have correct. evidence. He's got customers. PPP. You are correct. You should, you should, uh, yeah. Let's uh, fill that out when we get off the air. You don't want to oh, fire yeah. employees of the Chuckle Hut in Toledo. No, laughs. Inc. Uh-huh. Yeah. Laughs. <laughs> yeah. People so, have suffered enough. Yeah, exactly. Why punish Toledo? I had to eventually like, take it down because people were writing me and saying, hey, dude, I'm trying to buy tickets to this website to see your <laughs> show. Uh, I'm so glad you're coming to Toledo. I can't just yeah. show up. I'm going to drive a couple hours. I, the, the website seems like it's sold out, but I'll just come and get tickets. Uh, and I had to be like, oh, no, that's all fake. Don't come. <laughs> I'm not going to be there. But anyway, so New York Comedy Club got this threat. They don't know it's not real. They called the cops. They, they said somebody's on our block with a machine gun, which easy to find. Um, it's not that big of a block in New York yeah. City. Yeah, yeah, it wasn't real. Um, they also had zero reservations for the show. Ah, when people go, Ari oh, Shafir's show was canceled. First of all, it wasn't my show. It's a spot. It, it was as much it's, my show as it was your show. Curtis Park right. said zero reservations. Was that possible? <laughs> exactly. And so people can't understand that in New York on a Tuesday in the winter, um, a, a late show, by the way, a ten o'clock show. Sometimes yes. it's it's not packed full of tickets. It's just like that's a reality, and they want to make this this narrative of like his show got canceled. It wasn't my show. It was I had a spot. I was doing fifteen Listen, minutes. I, I, if anything, I could have used the ink on that one. Yeah. Absolutely, yeah. they could have said so the Turner like, Spark show got canceled. Yeah. <laughs> Between the zero reservations and this threat, they were like, "Let's just go home. Let's just call. Why are we waiting for fucking seven people to show up tonight? Let's just go home." Cap, you know why I remember this? This was, was the same yeah. night as so Kaplan had a heart attack a little over a year ago, and oh, we had thanks. Forty-one years old, he had a heart attack, and we had a one-year yeah. anniversary party of his heart attack. And uh, that night, they told me Jim Gaffigan was so coming. It was a surprise party. It was a surprise party. And so the way we got him to go to this restaurant was to tell him that Jim Gaffigan really wanted to be on our podcast and wanted to meet us before to have to go dinner with it. us, to like go over what he wanted to talk about, which would never happen in the history of ever. Uh, but, I don't know why. I'm very gullible, apparently. But so I got Kaplan to go to this restaurant. So it's like all the way up in Harlem. And then I was worried. I had to leave and I had to take a, a taxi to get down to New York Comic Con because I was worried I wasn't going to make the spot in time. And on the way down there, they were like, oh, the show's been canceled, and they wouldn't tell me why. I didn't really ask why, but it did seem odd that the 4th Street, it was 4th Street, and that, uh, I can't remember if it was 4th Street, actually, but either way. It yeah, was, it's a Monday night, though. That, so that's, was it, it Monday or Tuesday? Thing. I yeah. don't know. Then, yeah. then, um, then uh, I think next day or two days later in the paper, or in like the New York Post, it was saying that, like, oh, New York Comedy Club is getting geek death threats or because of our sphere. So... Um, I'll always remember that night. It was a very big night yeah. for me. The, I mean, the, the, the hardcore Kobe fans probably don't know where the New York Comedy Club, like they don't know the intricacies of which club to go to. Uh, for It's not like a... <laughs> yeah, well, exactly. So th- the story got printed as like they, they canceled because I don't know, but it had nothing. It just really had very little to do with that. And I, I kind of felt like, let, let them have a win. Let them think they're doing something. To yeah. Really. It took a spot away from me, so I hope they're happy. Yeah, look at that. Well, you're, <laughs> you're, you're, you're a, a Kings fan, so. 
Yeah, it might have been True. a spot, and it might have been like no one coming. So yeah, exactly. I'm sorry, you're you right. lost a spot it, over it. It might have got canceled anyway. So yeah. what's up? Um, so now you're. Uh, uh, when did you start this yoga thing? Did you start this Jan? Or no, not January first because we're in. It feels like it was April, a new year April when 2nd. quarantine yeah. started. But so I had this whole plan. I built a studio, and I had this whole plan to like to like you know start doing video podcasts, and that's another reason why I kind of like took off. Um. So I looked all of February. I was looking for apartments. So I kind of slowed down on podcasts. I think I put out one in February. Um, and I was just looking for apartments to fucking run a studio through. And I finally found one. And one of the things I was going to do was do yoga. I had a whole area set up for fucking yoga every day. But then, you know, shit went to fucking So you shit. did one episode and then um, the quarantine One came? episode in there and then had to like, yeah, then had to like, I was going to like take, do another one. I was like, eh, who's in town? I asked Joe Liss. He goes, nah, I'm just staying in my neighborhood in Queens. And I asked DeRosa, I was like, DeRosa, like, yeah, I'll come by. And then I was like, ah, I don't want my producer. It was like that that week in between where I'm like, how bad is this going to get? Yeah. We're still allowed to go to restaurants, but I think we can meet up. Were you still doing and I was like, spots? I did spot on Sunday the, f- the 13th, 14th, 15th. That was the last day. Was that before after like days. basketball got canceled and all that? The, uh... After. I was in Utah oh. when that happened. Yeah. So they were showing. Oh. I was in Salt Lake. Um so I finally found a studio. We started building it. I asked my producer, I'm like, hey, can I take off? I've been looking for to go skiing. I've been waiting so I could like get that to studio. Do you mind building it while I'm gone? She's like, totally. We don't need you for this. Um, and so I took off and I was like, hey, fuck it. I'm in Utah. Let me add a show. Um, got some death threats there. <laughs> Did you? Mormon death threats. Uh, Mormons. Yeah. Come on. Not Mormons. Yeah. But anyway, nobody showed up. So um, we just hired some extra security. But stand up in utah yeah so and then they were showing the pregame of that show because in the wise guys it's a cr- literally like a half block away from the stadium is wise guys oh from the, the, the jazz or- yeah they're the jazz play oh, and yeah. they were watching the pregame and then they saw like fuck rudy gobert tested positive and they're like oh rudy gobert's out and then it, as we're all watching on the big screen from a block away and then it was like actually the whole game's canceled and then that night tom hanks got it we still did our show but i was like guys i think handshaking is out oh you but did people were like had Rudy Gobert been to that comedy club that week? Did you get nervous? Ooh, Just touching the mics, touching all the mics. <laughs> That's right. That's right. <laughs> any of it, any establishment he went in, like for those two weeks, everyone got yeah. it because he was yeah. so <laughs> nervous, drinking everyone's beers. <laughs> yeah. This is fake. This doesn't. He was a denier, and then he got yeah. it. everybody was. Everybody was. It was fifty cases. <laughs> Yeah, not Turner. He allegedly, he no, because Ari, I got exposed to it on like March sixth. I had a friend who had it and then told us like five days later. He goes, "Hey, remember we went out like five days ago? Well, I might have had coronavirus at that time. I have it now." So, yeah, and I, my wife and I quarantined early, and we t- we called the doctor in New York, and um, I think New York Presbyterian, and they were like, "Don't believe anything you read on the news. We're getting thousands of calls a day, and." All these people have it, but there's just no testing. So at that point, they were saying there was like 50 cases in New York City. They were telling us there's like there's thousands of cases right now in New York. We're looking out our window, and everybody's like do 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 do, like playing basketball, <laughs> playing tackle uh-huh. football in the street. Playing basketball, exactly. The dog parks were mobbed. Mobbed. Yeah. As soon as you couldn't go to restaurants, people were like, well, let's congregate other place. Uh, you know, it's New York. So we yeah, had this exactly. information that no one else in the city had, and it was Whoa. I stopped doing. Thanks spots. for sharing. I yeah, stopped like sharing. a week before. <laughs> No, I was telling everyone I could tell, but what am I going to do? Go down to the grizzly pair and tell them to stop doing stand-up? I mean, like, <laughs> come on. That's the thing. It's like everyone who's decided to take extra steps, other people were like, you don't have to do that. But no one was like, what the fuck are you doing? They were all like, yeah, I guess we should do that. But 
You know, I mean, they weren't begrudging other people for going further than they were. Yeah, so I canceled a couple spots that week, and everybody around, yes, the um, like every single person was like, yeah, I should probably not go either, but, you know, whatever. As long as the shows are open, which is so weird. No one believes Trump, right? No one we know likes Trump, but if they're like, well, the government says we can be open. I was saying it, that like, the whole you. week. The comedy clubs were like, good news. The, the number's only down to 250. So we only, our club seats 220, so we can still be open. It's like, yeah, but you know, like the spirit. Right. Of it's what a random saying. number, arbitrary number they're picking. Uh-huh. <laughs> my, my postal place where I, I have packages sent. Um, I was like, are you guys open? They're like, we're deciding. I'm like, well, why can't you? You're not a restaurant. They're like, yeah, because we don't want to have our employees breathed on for fucking 100 times a day. I'm like, I mean, oh, yeah, good point. The governor <laughs> of New York went to the gym, as did Kaplan on the last possible oh, No, day. the mayor. Oh, sorry, the mayor, the mayor of New York. The last day gyms were open. He's like, got to get one last workout in. And that's why I look fabulous. You know? I mean, Monday I was the last, yeah, Monday was the last day restaurants were open, and me and my, my lady were like, let's go to one. It might be a long time. Exactly. It's a logic. Everyone, Everyone had this great logic of like one last meal. So Dude, how- the show on Sunday night, Saturday night was like 25 people on, on, a, on an 11 o'clock show at the cellar. Not even a late, oh, late really? Show. Yeah. 25 people. And it's always lying out the door. Can't, yeah. People can't get in. There's 25 people, mostly who were on vacation, who already had the planned, we're going to the comedy cellar. And they're like, well, I we're guess doing we're it. Going. Locals are just like... They were all, I mean, it was just like, let's wait this out a week. The same way I was with my producer. I'm like, let's just stay home. Yeah, it's like two weeks, I, I thought. I want to see how bad this is going to get. It, if we lose a week, no big deal. But let's not get somebody sick and die. Yeah. Because you have to come from Brooklyn every week, every day, you know? But there were people who were like, that's the only time in their life they're going to be in New York City. It was like how, you know, Jordan is like, I'm going to play my best because there's someone, this is the only time they're going to see me play. Right. Pretty cool. If you saw some of the cellar, their final night, the comedy for months. Before comedy oh, went away. So, for two, so, one so yeah. Sunday night, it was the last night. I went yeah. up, got a clip out of it with my Corona jokes yeah. um, on the last try. And then at the end, David Tell, he's always like, do you want to switch? And I'm like, no, I'll, I'll follow you just because it's like hard. So, you know, it's a workout spot. Maybe. Yeah. So I'm like, I'll take the challenge for sure. If I'm showcasing with somebody, it's like, yeah, go on after me. But like, if it's just a workout, I'm like, let me get a real workout, you know? But I was like, I was on after him. And so he's doing a switch. I'm like, no, it's okay. I'll take the workout. And he goes, well, I want to be the last comic on because I think we're closing down. And I was like, oh, well, all right, fair <laughs> enough. And did You're he go better. like half hour, 45 minutes? I'm like, that. he went long, but then he brought me and Will Silvance, who you also know. Okay. Yeah, yeah Will does comic. this podcast a lot. He's, yeah. he's my parenting coach. He's your parenting coach? <laughs> yes. He, t- he basically <laughs> just tells Kaplan to beat his kids. And, yeah, uh, oh, yeah, I don't, sure. I don't, and I don't do enough of it, clearly. Listen, listen to Will. Um, <laughs> yeah, like in Haiti, we had to get our own, we had to beat ourselves. <laughs> you basically just recited the podcast. <laughs> yeah, there it is. <laughs> um, but yeah, Atel brought me and, and Will back on with them, and we just closed out all of New York comedy together. It was actually really kind of magical and, and fun. And, and it was like, this is it guys. Cause, cause they said, okay, I had a spot on Sunday and a spot on Monday. And, and then they were like, I was like, all right, this is my last two spots. And on Sunday they said, Hey, just so you know, Monday and Tuesday were closed for a deep cleaning. And then we we're like, Oh, this is not going to open up again. A deep we knew that. <laughs> that's what was, in Hong Kong. That's what Gary told me. Yeah. yeah. There was a, um, like Andy Kurt, I, we had Andy on last week or two weeks ago. And we talked about, cause they reopened in 
maybe like two or three weeks ago for yeah. a weekend. There was a time when Hong Kong was open, and then all about three weeks ago, and then all these expats flew back to Hong Kong and regave coronavirus to the whole city. <laughs> so they had to close again. But for that weekend, he was saying it was like the best weekend of comedy he's ever experienced in his life. And because everyone was like, what, into going out again and being yes. together? Yeah. yeah. He was like, it was packed. Everybody wanted to be out. He said they did temperature checks at the door with a gun, you know, the temperature wow. gun. Wow. And then, so Chinese, man. That, that's when you're like, I'm glad we're part of China. I know. <laughs> I know. Access to fucking. But I wonder <laughs> if that's going to be the move here for like private events, hotel, like nice hotels, yeah. five star hotels. I, kind of- I think what they'll do, but that you can still spread it before you even have symptoms, right? But definitely yeah. once. Yeah. It'll help. But, um, yeah, that's some people are like it. It got curved in Wuhan. I'm like well, one, it's it's not curved in Wuhan, and two, they were taking steps we will never take by putting people in vans as soon as they have a temperature. Well, locking. Yeah. I mean, we've had people on this podcast a few weeks ago who tells who are in China right now saying they've been like locked with caution tape, locked in, right. taped into Police their tape. apartments. Oh, really? <laughs> yeah. For two if weeks, you have it, and you... people bring food to them. The government brings them food like a prisoner. Wow. Huh. So I mean, if, unless we're willing to make those steps, I don't think we're going to get out of this. Sure not. I mean, look, look at the protests. There's, there's no way people will do that. And so then it's like, then we're in for a longer thing. What they have to do is I hope we learn from other places like Shanghai, not Shanghai, sorry, like Singapore, who had a massive second wave. And Hong Kong is, if you open up again, the borders can't be open again. Mm. Exactly. Like you can open up internally, but you can't allow people to travel and, and throw it around. You just have to be like, well, so Montana is now doing a version of that. I think they've have like they were the first. So I saw a chart saying, but I'll let you talk in a second. They yeah. said Montana, West Virginia, Montana being number one, West Virginia two. But they like ideally when it's safe to open up, they have different for different states. Georgia, by the way, one of the, should be one of the last. Yes, and they're opening up first based on current regulations. Montana can be open, I think May second. West Virginia May third. Oh. So like that's the earliest one. New York June first. So, uh, maybe, so I get a haircut. I get West Virginia. How far is that drive? I can get a haircut. Right? Where, are you, where are you now, Mike? <laughs> I'm in New York City still. Oh yeah, you can yeah. you can get there in, in a day. We can. Yeah, Ari, we can get guys, there very quickly. You guys are a little closer. Yeah. 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 I might yeah. go. What do you think about this? Should we go down to uh, Georgia and do get William Children? Do some comedy. Yeah. Do a show in a bowling alley. Why not? They're uh, wide yeah. open right now. Yeah. I was going to say. Reinfect everybody. Childress is going to clean up. My cousin is a, she's a nurse in Montana, and she was saying they were basically good a couple months ago, or a month ago, and then they had a wave, because from like college idiots who went to Florida on spring break and got it from all those like weirdo looking people in that video, but now they're good, and um, their thing is they're going to reopen, and to anyone who's not from the state, but they're totally restricting travel. If you're not from the state, it's a two-week quarantine if you want to come, but the real problem is that it's voluntary so right they're saying they're saying how do you enforce the quarantine right they're warning people at the borders like so when you come we drove cross-country to la when i started comedy and at the border they check you for vegetables and fruits that's really all they're checking for and they say like do you have anything but and they stop every car right um so they're doing that and they're saying listen we need you to quarantine yourself for two weeks promise me and they go okay Yeah. yeah but of course they're not they're like well let's take a couple trips to the grocery store but I don't think it's legal nope. to do anything beyond that, right? Right. It's I don't have just... to, yeah, they send the National Guard in, so like outside your house. In, yeah. I'm all to... for it. I mean, I think you go up, because like, up until like a week or two ago, people were playing basketball in the streets of New York City. Mm-hmm. And Absolutely. my whole thing was go up, shoot five or six of them. <laughs> just <laughs> China really got you here. Just kill them. <laughs> It'll be national news, but everybody else will mind their P's and Q's after that, and we can go I mean, we yeah, can get out of this quick. Outside can concentration it, camps. They would yeah. behead one person a day and just hang him and leave him there and well, say listen, these guys didn't work hard enough. Don't, uh, well, I get 
get it, dude. I get. Don't shoehorn me into that. No, it's great. If you if you believe in an ideology, then fucking go for it. I didn't. Turner wants to put a sign up that quarantine will set you free outside. But yeah, it's. It's 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 unfortunate. The trains ran on time, Ari. That's right. That's right. That's Do you guys have any? Since this is a travel podcast, do you have any? Like, I got a message from Patty, um, uh, uh, the you know the dive company. Which one? Um, Patty P A D I. Oh, Patty, the dive. Yeah, the yeah. scuba diving. Yeah, and and I you know I got my license a few years ago, so I was like, I guess I'm on their mailing list, and they're like, think about which places you want to go when this is all over. Hey. You know, do you want to go to the Caribbean? Do you want to go to Mexico? Do you want to go to Indonesia? Do you want whatever? Just like, are you guys thinking like, well, if this is done, where hey. will I go? No, not at all. Not at all, because well, I mean, so obviously my wife's family's in China, but for us to go to China. They have a two-week quarantine for foreigners coming in, and it's the real deal. It's like real quarantine. So it would be yeah. two weeks before we could even see them. And then, I mean, like, when it's done. It means, like, when there's a, vac- when it's, when there's a vaccine. Yeah. Oh, when there's, when there's a vaccine, That's yes. when you can be like, guys, yeah. back to normal. Where, where do you want to go? Are you, are you having any daydreams about travel at all or anything like that? Yes, I think, yeah. I mean, I haven't been to England since I was, like, 12. That's a boring answer, but I've been wanting to go there for a while. Yeah, I went to I, grad school there. I just want to go somewhere without my family. By myself, <laughs> anywhere. Solo trip for Montana Kaplan. sounds fine to me right now. Yeah, <laughs> anywhere out of this house. But what about you, Ari? Well, I've been. I so I had this thing that with. Um, I guess shortly after I went to China with you, Turner, uh, my friend uh, Morrissey. You've had him on, right, Paul Morrissey? Paul, oh, yeah. 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 yeah, so we had we did a, a the this I probably mentioned this on your podcast, but like or maybe I didn't, but like. We did the Switzerland Comedy Festival, the Montreal Comedy Festival. And then from there, we both did it together. And then from there, like, I went to visit my brother in, went skiing in, like, in, like, Zermatt. And then we and him met back up in Amsterdam. And Jessica Michelle met us up there, too. She went to, I think, France for that week while I was skiing. And then we made a pact. We're like, let's go to two new countries every year. Let's both try to best each other. You know, sometimes we went, I got, like, four, six, eight, sometimes barely two. Last year was barely two, and December was the second one. So I'm still like, I got to go to two countries this year. So I'm glad this hit early. Mm. I don't know what two new countries. It can't be Mexico. I've already been there. You know, Canada, so been Well, there. Sweden is not quarantining at all. And Belarus, yeah. their president says you can cure it by uh, taking a sauna. So those would be two good ones because they let those you in, be, I think. Yeah. Oh, right. Vodka right. and saunas. Yeah. Have you Just been to Sweden? I've been to Sweden. Stockholm. Yeah, for sure. Um they're gonna like just see what happens. I think is their plan for, for mass for, the herd, the herd, whatever herd mentality or whatever that, herd might, is that what it's called herd immunity. Herd immunity, yeah. Yeah, Nor- North Korea might be opening up soon, so maybe oh that would be new a new country. One. They probably don't have it, right? Nobody. Henry Rollins went there. <laughs> Henry, Henry Rollins, Rollins went there, and not Henry Rollins. <laughs> yeah, while they were in a, in a full quarantine there, where they like put you in a waiting room, you know, and like interrogate you a little bit or everybody what somebody was like hey dude are you henry rollins you played in fucking no Spain? way and he was like yeah and he goes no but this is not from north korea this is one of the other people in the waiting room oh okay <laughs> yeah and he goes shut your fucking mouth they don't know who i am if you tell them i'm somebody i'm fucked shut your mouth it's like they do not like black flag up here <laughs> exactly <laughs> and i'm gonna have like, issues like protest music <laughs> They're more dead Kennedy fans. Yeah. <laughs> They're only fans of dead Kennedys. It is it is it. A, a great time to be North Korean because they've been quarantining for like 50 years. Yeah. No big deal. Yeah. They either have zero coronavirus or everyone has it right now. Yeah. yeah. And John, maybe he had it somehow. 
I think, That's, yeah, he could. What do you think of the new um, female? Was she a female president or what would be? But he's not dead yet, though. <laughs> Is we he not? Yeah, it's, it's, no. I, t- I thought Turner has sources. You know these things. No way. You know? I do not believe he's dead. I Yeah, I don't know. I have no sources. Those sources were shaky and they've never seen anything. They're based on like wishful thinking. I mean, TMZ reported it. Woj has not reported it yet, so I'm yeah, not... Shams is not on it. Woj, yeah. there's no. Uh, if TMZ reports, but the, I feel like they report. It's like, of... I don't know why they haven't said anything, and, and the sources they said they're citing are like shaky, and the U.S. government's like, we we haven't said he's dead yet. It's just like I, I just I'm not believing. So you... I think he might be like almost dead, but I don't think right. he's dead yet. Well, that the only thing we have to go on is that one kid, that American kid, who North Korea said wasn't dead for a long time. And technically he wasn't, but he had been brain dead for weeks when they shipped him back to the U.S. Right. Um, but it also is in their best interest for him not to be dead right now. But what about, um, are, so is your girlfriend with you? Are you guys, I know you guys are in yeah. Maryland at your parents' house, right? Yeah. How much yeah. family is together? Yeah. None. So my, my other sister and her family they live so we we used to live we grew up in this place called silver spring and then my parents just moved like about a year ago to uh to baltimore so i've been in this house it's not mine it's none of my stuff's there it's just like they moved you know from scratch so it's not where i grew up so it's weird but like my sister's family can drive it's about 45 minutes to an hour and then stay at the end of the driveway and see my parents their grandparents are they doing that Um, here or there yeah um, so they at least they can't like hug them, but they can at least see them, which is nice. And I've seen that on like walks in the suburbs. You probably get it. It's so much different than New York. In the suburbs, you can actually walk around and no one's going to come up on you. You can it's, maintain that radius. It's really great. We go on a walk like once a day. It's really, I mean, we've been you calling it like the new Great Depression. And in every way it is, <laughs> every, families are closer than they've ever been. You eat like mm-hmm. multi generational meals. I've happening. seen people saying happy birthday from like someone's deck. You yes. know, they go outside and everyone's spaced out. The thing have a button. Well, the guy's like, oh, thank you. The suburbs, people in the suburbs are feeling very like they've won. Like they proved to they're better than the cities. Yeah. Because all these people, all these people our age moved to the cities. Our parents moved to the suburbs. They got out. And then we moved back into the cities. And now the suburbs are like, no, we were right. The cities are going to kill you. <laughs> that's right. That's you right. idiots. And so that's now right. we're all, I mean, Turner's never coming back. I don't think. I don't. Well, my brother's yeah, moving uh, to Mexico in yeah. three months, and I've been saying this all along that it's I'm going to Leon Black him. I'm just going to stay. I'll be the <laughs> house so. guest that stays, and now it's my house in Arlington, Virginia. Yeah, uh, yeah. Just, could just move here, but I don't yeah, know. You can't kick a squatter out. Exactly, squatters' rights, right? Isn't yeah. that a thing I've heard? Yeah, sort of. <laughs> um, um, no, I'm going um, back. I'm going back to. Yeah, New York. I think a lot of people are going to flee New York. Either because of lack of money or because they're starting to be like, hey, actually, life is better outside of here. Why am I living like a rat when I can see stars instead? You know, it is. Yeah. What do you, I don't know. What do you think? Do you think it's better? I mean, it's not for what I we hate do. words like better or worse. There's so many specific details. I will tell you, it is nice. I, okay, so I spent a week after I got back from, from what was my last stop? Indonesia. I came from Indonesia. Um, East Timor, then Indonesia for like to get my like yeah, for another like week, and then um and then uh, and then I went home East to Timor? Maryland, yeah Timor Leste, yeah it's like, like like right connected to Indonesia, but um then I went straight to Nashville before I got back to New York, and then from Nashville I saw Sean Patton there. He goes, "You want to come with me to New Orleans?" I was like, "All right," you know, I was still in travel mode, so I was like, "Sure, whatever," <laughs> you know. Yeah. So we just drove to New Orleans, and then I went back home to New York. And I spent a week trying to get any person on the street 
to say hello back to me. <laughs> I would start like hello and just it was a week and I failed. So I mentioned that to my mom. She goes, Well, do you live in a place where you pass a thousand people a day? It's not novel to pass someone. She goes, I always say hello, and people always say hello back to me here in the suburbs. And I'm like, Well, that is nicer. To have a human connection yeah. here or there. I mean, what's nicer right now is having a yard to go into. Oh, I yeah. think it was, I mean, we were in a one bedroom apartment in Brooklyn. And if you go outside, especially when we left in the, like late March, where we had this knowledge that most of the city didn't seem to have, where you walk outside our apartment, five people are standing right next to you. We were mm-hmm. freaking out, but I, I don't, I still want to, I'm still, you got this, I'm ready you got to get back. Uh, I mean, if the, if it was over tomorrow, I'd be back immediately, but yeah, me too. Yeah, me too. I'm just starting to see some of the benefits. We're like, this is nice, and I'm we're kind of just enjoying it while we can. Cap, how's it been not leaving? I feel like a lethal survivor. I, <laughs> I, I was hoping we wouldn't make we would get one of those. But yeah, there we go. That's nice. It's not an episode with Ari if he doesn't fart into the microphone at some point. <laughs> Good to know you still got school. your fastball, Ari. All this yoga instruction and everything you're doing online now. It's all like, hey, watch this guy's special. He's great. I'm like, when's the like twist? You're, it's it's so yeah, positive. There it is. I'm looking. There it is. <laughs> that I can um, put a smile on my face. <laughs> I, <laughs> Ari's back, ladies and He's gentlemen. He's back, folks. There it is. I, I can't fart on command like that, so I got. Can't it's not command. It was, it was coming, and it's oh, like. Okay. Oh, no, Ari, right, wait. Okay. I had it. Ari, what? Um, I, sorry, Cap. Finish. I, I, oh no, I was gonna say that I. You, know, you ask how I feel about le- staying. I feel like I'm. We're all in this competition now, where we want to not get it. Like we've mm-hmm. made it so far. I don't want to catch it now. Like I just want to go this whole way and not get it. But being in New York, I'm playing at a higher like level. Like Absolutely, I'm not getting it here. You guys are off and like you don't have to see anybody all day. You see one person. Well, also, Cap, you're really high on your horse right now. Your whole family is like, "Oh, you guys left. You guys like you guys Uh, weak." I'm a real New Yorker. All these New Yorkers, all these New Yorkers are treating it like a real New Yorker state. I'm like, no, no, no. That happened in 9/11 when being together helped. Being together hurts right now. Yeah, no. So the people who stayed in New York put New Yorkers in more risk. Yes. The people who left took the risk out of New York. Well, I don't want to go to my parents' house because they're there, and I. I, I, If I had a a home to go to, it'd be empty. I would have gone. I agree. Get it, Turner's get back it. struggling there. Oh my god! Yeah, he's at, you're in the bunker. You're looking. I'm like literally you in a bunker. I haven't brought this up yet, but I am. Um, so I'm at my brother's house, and the first few podcasts I did here, I was so loud they could hear me in the whole house. So my niece, who's seven years old, built a fort for me out of blankets underneath a card table, and that's where I record the podcast. You look like now. a kid doing like a sleepover party who's got a microphone and. Yes. It's like <laughs> it's playing pretend. But Cap, that's what I'm saying. So if you get it now, if you were to get corona, it would put your whole like I'm a New Yorker, I'm tougher than you out the window. You yes, it would ruin it. my so, whole I have to admit I was wrong. Here here's my question. So they're trying to come up with a vaccine, right? Yes. And I remember hearing a joke about um well, first of all, they say if you get it, it doesn't mean you can't get it again. They're starting to see more and more like yes you right. can. We were, that was wishful thinking based on nothing. I know. Um, yeah. But if they came with a vaccine, I don't know whose joke it was when they came up with a polio vaccine. People are like, oh, sweet. You can cure my polio? Like, oh, no. You're yeah. not going to have polio forever. <laughs> it's just if you haven't had it yet. So if they come with a vaccine, all the people who have had corona, you can just get it again and again. Mm. You need to have never had it to, for the vaccine to work. Is that true? That's how vaccines work. They don't work once you've had something. It's right, but they don't, they don't know for sure that you can get it again. I how think do you know like, how vaccines gets- work? Polio. I mean, it doesn't cure you. Oh, well, that's bad news. Yeah, smallpox, chicken, but vaccines make it so that 
you just can't get it for the first time. The, uh, uh, the chlamydia, not the chlamydia, the general warts vaccine. Oh, so we really have to not get it. Yeah, we have to not get it. Well, maybe Jonas saw put together a shitty vaccine for polio. Maybe we can do better than he did. Uh, it's been 100 years. I mean, <laughs> yeah. maybe at this point yeah. they've updated. Maybe, maybe. Yeah. Yeah. This is my well, level don't know of about science. Salk, but Listen, he was maybe a, a child molester. Maybe bleach works. Was he? <laughs> I don't know. Spread it. What's he going to do? Sue you? <laughs> Fuck off, Salk. Come after us. <laughs> there we go. Yeah. Cancel me now, <laughs> Jonas Salk. Yeah, and Mary Curie was a fucking <laughs> Satanist. Listen, I'm I'm about to drink bleach. I think uh, I'm down to try. If you had it, would you just test it? If you had bleach, test bleach, yeah. If I was in a pretty bad state, I guess I would try it. I mean, it's funny that the the, uh, the um, malaria thing that they're like, just take that, and then the people are like can't hurt, and then it's turning out it did hurt. Mm-hmm. That did it dying at a way it dying at a way higher rate than people who did right. not take that. Oh my God. Right. Well, yeah, people who take Trump's medical advice, it's it's. This should be a disclaimer after every press conference. Please do not. He offers up. I, I like the way he offers up ideas, though. It is the way I would offer up ideas. Maybe this will right. work. Maybe the, I thought. don't know. He uh-huh. kind of says, I don't know when he's saying. Yeah, it. he didn't tell anybody yeah. to actually take it. That that really was the fake mu- news media going like, he told us. It's like, you know, I didn't say that. Yeah, he was like, I hope it's it works. Like, he goes, maybe we can maybe inject Maybe this it? could work. I don't know. Maybe. I don't know. Yeah, yeah it seems interesting. But, but then when they ask him that, he's like, this is why, you guys. Just shit on me for what I suggested. Just say, why are you suggesting this in a public meeting? Do it at your fucking private meetings. And don't even do it then. Anything you suggest, medical research would be like, yeah, yeah, dude. Thanks anyway. We got this. <laughs> You're not going to br- – but to, to, I don't know. To lie, it's like I feel like I'd be a great press person for Trump. I've been thinking about it. This you know is how, a way to get your career. Yeah, get it all. Yeah, uh, really absolutely. get people to love you. <laughs> is that Ari Shafir? Yeah, so you know how when he asks a question, well, and you see them ask a question with a smirk on their face, and he already hates this person. He goes, here we go. Yeah, it's I'm running CNN fake guy, news. Fake news. Yeah. CNN. And they're smirking. They're like, I got to rise out of Trump. I wouldn't do it that way. Here's how I would do it. I saw this guy ask the other day. He's like, Mr. Trump, you said people should go out in the sun that were cured. Don't you think that's dangerous? And he's like, here we go. I would say, here's how I would say it if I'm a press person. I'd be like, Mr. Trump. And I'd be like, yes, Ari, thank you again. You're someone I will call on because of past, right? I would be like, a lot of these fucking idiots are fake news assholes. And they're saying that you said to go out and it'll cure it. Is, is, can you just put this to rest with those fucking liars? Can you just tell me right now that you didn't actually say that? You were just saying it might be something we can research, please. And, be, and he'll be like, thank you. One guy gets it. I'm like, fuck right. Man, fuck all these motherfuckers. He goes, Ari, I'm always calling on you. Yeah, and you I'll should get work a real for- story out of him. You and then what? hire you. And then I'll get a real story out of him. Then yeah. I'll, be, I'll be like, yes, I didn't say it's, it's going to work. I'll say hopefully it works. Yes. And then teaser. there is that one lady. I think she's like, some, there's some new network that I've never heard of. That's yeah, like, oh, the, it's like the new Fox. It is it the Christian Fox network? Or it's literally called CTN. Like it's called a, Own, Own, Own. Own. And he yeah, loves yeah. her. Obviously, yeah. it's like a hot blonde chick who's like in her 20s. And, she, and, and she asks like, the real softballs. Trump's like, you're the best reporter of all time. You, and all of her well, questions are, why are you such a great president? They're pretty amazing. Right. I'd be like, that's a very that nice way. question. That's a very nice question. He's like, see, yeah, everyone take notes from her. She asks the nicest questions. I wish the media would know by now it's like and i've seen comics like this when you just talk to paul mooney you couldn't just talk to him you have to start with a compliment or otherwise he wouldn't even look at you yeah you oh like, i know a oh lot dude of... you're so great yeah exactly yeah so it's just that when they say do you think like do you think your response to this caused more deaths of course he's gonna be like fuck off you don't think that guy and that guy it's almost like it should go without saying but it doesn't to be like hey man everyone whatever 
everyone was up, the WHO was in the pocket of Chinese, uh, and they could have told us a long time ago if they weren't fucking taking their straight bribe money, whatever. But like, do you wish now we could go back, or what can we do in the? I don't know. There's a better way to say it because right. you know to say I'm not taking the blame for this. Well, there's also this idea that multiple things can be true at the same time. Exactly. Like, the WHO can be in the pocket of the Chinese, and also uh, Trump could make mistakes, right? Yeah, yeah. He, he, but he yeah. could. You could say it like that. He could be like, "Yeah, look, looking back, I, I wish we had taken steps mm-hmm. earlier, but at the time, we didn't know how bad it would get. We he never does know. that, <laughs> and we worried about the financial impact and. We just didn't know. I mean, look at Cuomo. He was like, we're not going to do shelter in place. And then three days later, he was like, yeah, I guess we are. He was ripping on California for it. He's like, oh, these, yeah. uh, uh, he was doing like hack stand-up material. He's like, these Californians, you know, they want to go – they want to uh, – it's shelter in place except for when they have to walk their dog. Ha, ha, yeah. ha. They got a poodles out there in California. Well, Cuomo was even saying you can play like, basketball. Just stay six feet apart. You know? It's yeah, like making just, jokes just worse. It. It's like, but yeah. yeah. No, with Trump, it's like people who get mad at uh, Fauci and, and the other doctor for not like ripping on Trump more when they don't understand that you have to like be delicate with him. And then he does maybe the right thing sometimes. You can't be like, yeah. and that's press could do the same thing. Exactly. Absolutely. It's yeah. like, well, yeah. you guys are responsible too. You're putting him in this position where he's constantly yeah. arguing with you because you know he's, you're never, even if he does something amazing. Let's say Trump goes, I actually came up with the cure myself and it worked. How much of the leftist media would go, wow, we actually, in this time, there's nothing to say. We owe you a debt of gratitude. That would be amazing. Zero. Not Zero. <laughs> Where was that when we needed you for the Russia game? We could have used they, they that two weeks it. ago. Yeah, exactly. So uh, it's like, ugh. So um, um, they asked uh, Cuomo after that Clorox stuff. They go, uh, do you think this is a way to you know, cure? What do you think of this? And he goes, oh, I let medical people do that. You can talk to the medical people. I'm not, it was his way of saying, guys, I'm not going to get involved with this. Yeah. You can go ahead and also shit on him a little bit. It's like I saw that, thing. and ask he actually the, passed it off. Uh-huh. He goes, he had a medical guy, and he goes, I don't know, what do you think about this? And he he let that guy like give the basic answer of like, yeah, we don't recommend you do that. Exactly, but it's like it's not my thing. And so I saw Rachel Maddow. My my parents love her. Oh, they do. And, <laughs> yeah, but lately they're like, we're not as into it because she's trying to make this political instead of saying like, tell us what researchers doing in Germany and in England. Why are you still shitting on Trump? This doesn't seem like the time. It seems like his whatever idiocracy, it's not the main thing right now. The main thing right now is this virus. So can we just not call it Republican or Democrat and just try to fix it? Yeah. And cover those news stories, you know? Uh, can you get it again? All these things, you know, what's going on in different places that have opened up, second waves, instead of just concentrating on Trump. It's I like, would love whatever. to get da- daily updates on Sweden. The fact that they haven't, do- they're doing nothing about it. I'm really interested in what's going on over there. What is it? Is uh, no one getting my- it? Are they all getting it and they're fine? Like, I think they're no- getting it, but not. Yeah, but you they social distance on their own or something. They trust. They trust. They trust their people. I don't know what. What is their rule? My I don't brother know. lives in Switzerland, and they're like, we're about to open up again in, in stages, and so I'm like, well, keep me updated. Let's see how it goes. It's uh, not really on any news. Yeah. Um, anyway, but but um, so they asked Rachel Maddow asked this doctor, this doctor on in Georgia, who's been working in the hospitals, overloaded like all doctors, and she goes, actually, you'd be a good guy to ask. Do you think that opening up the doors again in Georgia is putting people in harm's way and that we shouldn't do that? Just this leading question yeah. to this guy, you know? And he goes, oh, and he did the same thing Cuomo did, but the opposite way. He goes, oh, well, I mean, there's many economic factors that go into opening up businesses again that I don't really know. Maybe people are dying of starvation because they can't work. There's lots goes into that. 
my job is only to like help people who are sick. So I really can't answer that question at all. Yeah. And she, and she was like, Oh fuck. Yeah. <laughs> I thought I'd get this guy to help shit on Trump with me. And he goes, I don't know, man, I'm here to fix people who are sick. I'm not here to decide if the speed limit should be raised. It's not everyone's job to get ratings for you, Rachel Mena. Yeah. I feel like one of these people should go, Hey, um, I see you shitting on the guy instead of trying to help. I'm not going to, you said he shouldn't be offering random suggestions on how to fix it. So why am I offering random suggestions about what I don't want? You're putting me in the same position you, you're shitting on him for. Yeah. And then, and then and there's other move is to shit on Trump for the China ban not being like good enough, which is a strange uh-huh. leftist flip. But like you didn't let him, you didn't ban enough people. Yeah. They're, they're starting to, he's starting to see that today. And I was like, well, I mean, I it's all over the place. Yeah. I think everyone's grasping at straws to try to figure out who to blame for it. And they need a, they need a victim. Like uh, they needed one for Kobe dying too. <laughs> it's yes. like, well, I'll do, I guess. But it's like, it yeah. All right. What can you great. offer to this? Maybe yes. you can solve this. <laughs> I mean, I honestly think it's what's going to happen is after this, I think a lot of people are going to be like, you didn't quarantine. Like after this, it's going to be a get a mentality. Like you didn't quarantine as fast as I was quarantining. What so already you is? You made it worse. And, and I think we all have to, as a society, go, hey, no, we're not doing that. Stop. Yeah. We're not doing that. Some of us didn't read the same news articles you read. We're not doing this blame game. We're all going to try to rebuild together. Hmm. I think right, so. All right, it. Yeah. All I right. mean, after all this, it's like when people are like, I, dude, I went on, I was looking for songs for my podcast, um, for this podcast with Joe List about acid reflux, and he can't eat chicken parms anymore and, and um, because of his acid <laughs> reflux. Yeah. Horrible. And it's all he ever ate. And so I found some songs like Chicken Parm and Heartbreak or whatever by this lady. Um, she's kind of chubby. 600,000 views, whatever. She was like a real whatever. Chicken Parm and Heartbreak. Yeah. yeah. Turner, you need that for my... Kaplan, uh, this should be Kaplan's song. Kaplan's... That's my theme music. Oh, yeah. When I had yeah. a heart attack, Turner likes to talk about how I had my wife sneak me a chicken parm into the into, into the, the hospital. hospital. <laughs> I just wanted one bite, one bite. I just wanted one bite. Uh, yeah. But anyway, I looked at the comments for this video, and it was just left and right. Go apologize. You need to apologize. How could you not apologize? We're waiting for your apologize. I'll never trust you until you apologize. And I had never heard of this lady before. And I'm like, oh, there's all these people coming at her for some dumb fucking thing. <laughs> for a chicken so parm like, or for oh she had done something lady. right for she, something else some anti-trans yeah, somebody else said what? you ghosted this other singer you said you were going to write together we need you to apologize i'm like this, these are all so dumb i feel like after this people are like hey whatever your issue we're not doing the hate thing anymore well all right we're just not looking, doing that if you're looking for a song uh we are opening yeah. this podcast with uh the bleach boys by uh dead milkman Oh, that's nice. Yeah. That's you, a smart one. Don't you want to hang out with the Bleach Boys, baby? It's all talking yeah. about drinking bleach. It's amazing. And it's. Uh, they were ahead of their times. They knew bleach, the importance of it. They knew what was that's coming. That's great. Yeah, that's Miracle great. Cure. What would you, you guys go to another concert? I remember we went to that in Coney Island. Like, would you. What, how long till you. See, like, when they open up the doors again, and just, I already talked to Big J about this. Like, I'm not going out. I'm Are you not, not? going to be part of that first. No, I'm waiting three weeks to see what the second wave you is. Probably, if I can get smart. really good deals because of everybody thinking that way. If I get like center court tickets to a basketball game, I'll probably take them. Well, so I will, uh, I had, so we went to that rancid concert a couple years ago on Coney Island. I had tickets to that exact same concert. It was supposed to happen May 17th. Me too. Kaplan and I were going to go and here's what they did. This is the new move. They don't cancel it. They go, Hey, sorry, we're delaying it, which is code for like, we're keeping your money. Yeah, and for like another two years. We're going to figure out. Yeah, what Live Nation is doing is they're very carefully not saying you can get a refund if you want, which of course you can, because let's say you were doing that because you were visiting, let's say no outbreak, right? And you were just going to be in Denver or wherever that weekend. 
Yeah. And so I got tickets. And then like it got moved to two months later. You're like, well, I'm not going to be in Denver. So I'm going to get my money back. So they're very intentionally not saying you can get a refund, even though you can. The wording is it's yeah, been moved. Better. It's been delayed. So I, that's what I had tickets to that. Also, the weekend that it all broke out, like the weekend you were in uh, Utah, when yeah. when New York City like erupted, Tyler and I, my brother and I, were going to go to a – we had tickets to a They Might Be Giants concert with, oh, cool. I think, 1,200, 1,500 people in the middle of Manhattan. We definitely would have gotten it, and we were going to go. And then two days before, my brother canceled. He called. He's like, hey, I'm not coming. I'm not going to come up to New York with all this going on. And I was still going to go, and then they canceled the show. Mm-hmm. But they were, they might... I feel like I would have got corona. Well, we're never going to find out if they were or were not Giants. Yeah, I know they might be. We still don't know. Who does? <laughs> it was sold out though. So fifteen hundred at the, I think Bowery, Bowery Ballroom, maybe right in the middle of Manhattan. Yeah. And Bowery Ballroom, it's fifteen hundred. Is it twelve yeah. thousand? Maybe I'm not exactly sure. It's standing, but oh, oh, oh standing. Yeah, it's yeah, right yeah. around okay. the corner from uh, New York Comedy Club on twenty third. It might be on. Like I mean, I don't think they're going to have 23rd. concerts like that for at least a year. You know, until the vaccine. So we don't have to. So Chile, what Chile's doing is is uh, they're doing a vaccine, uh, not a vaccine, a, uh, a, a medical passport saying, I've already had it. I can get stamped on my passport that I've had it. And those people are allowed to go out and do things. Oh, I love that. So it's, like a, it's, like, yeah. it's like a caste system. Yeah. Based on the idea that you can't get it again, it's going gonna, it's gonna to be interesting when that goes away, if it goes right. away. Right. Like you absolutely can. But then like, you, you can only go to a Giants game. You have to show your, your papers. Saying you mm. haven't had it. Papers. Say you, your say papers. You have it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. yeah, they're going to say, like, if, you, if, you've, if you've had it, you can go out. Otherwise, you can't. You so can't then people big... are going to want to get it. I was going to say. It's going to cause a whole reversal where you try to. At that point, I think I would just take it. Give it to me for two weeks. I'll quarantine. Well, once, once the hospitals can handle you, they go sector by sector. So what they do in D.C., because um, the government is the number one employer of Washington, D.C., right? By yeah. far. Um, and so they space out when you work. Some people work seven to three. Some people work eight to four. Some people work nine to five. Some people work ten to six. Because if they everybody work nine to five, the metro system would get overloaded. Yes, right. So they have to space out when you get off. Otherwise, you couldn't take public transportation. It'd be like this is like normal Tokyo. times. You're saying not just yeah, it's normal times, right? So I wonder if they're going to be like, okay, um, Upper East Side, you guys all get it right now. We're going to wait two weeks. Then yeah. Upper West Side, you guys get it. And then we're going to move down this to the East what Village. I was saying. Then the West Village. You do it like yeah. elections. You do it like elections. You go, you guys vote on this day. Montana, you get it now. We'll get New York, you next month. It's like primaries. Yeah. yeah. And then, But you have to do it region by region because you can't overload a whole state's hospital. Right, you can't overload. Yeah. I mean, if, it's, if it gets me out, if I could go to a Rancid concert and Sacramento Kings games and Yankees games. I would, Sacramento Kings games? I would take it. I would take it for Kings games. I would take it. If I knew it was two weeks and I'm not going to give it to anyone else. Yeah. And I they can get Kings, an eight seed. I think for Sacramento Kings games, you could still maintain a, a six, eight foot radius. They even, would let you have it. Even, yeah. yeah. Even well, before they, you could do that without sitting next to you. Know, Ari, I don't know if you know this. The Kings actually had a game scheduled that night of the, oh, we got another one in. Yeah, ah! <laughs> Audio, get that. The Kings had a game scheduled the night that uh, the Jazz, the Kings. Oh, really? Yeah. yeah, and then, the, it, but it was it was the one game that was scheduled to start after they canceled the whole season, and the Kings <clears throat> still wanted to play. Everybody did. And Everybody was, still wanted to play. New Orleans didn't want to play. The Pelicans were like, no, we're not going onto the court. There is no season. And the Kings were like, who cares? Let's just come on. Let's do Bunch it. Bunch of pussies, New Orleans. Yeah. That's my favorite thing about this whole thing. And I'm ho- it's still not for sure yet. But it looks like it's probably going that way. 
if the season is can't they don't pick it up again and say we're gonna start the playoffs tomorrow it's over which they want to but if it goes to like july they're like all right we're done they're, they're still hoping i'm sure but silver's doing a smart thing we're like we're not commenting on this till we have more information and we're not the ones with the information but i am hoping that it means yet another year the Lakers have not made the playoffs. Oh, me too. Yeah. Yeah, I uh, cannot handle. I mean, this was their chance to win it all. This is dicey territory. Sure another year down, no AD for one year. You don't get that year back. Well, that's just a, another AD and LeBron year down. You don't get LeBron back is the big one. I heard they were. They, you LeBron's see they announced back. They're going to start allowing practice facilities to open in states that are allowing in Georgia. It. Yeah. Wait. So the Hawks have a huge advantage. Although I think they're way out of the playoff race. Yeah. As those, a gambler, those people will have a big advantage. Red state teams like Houston Rockets trying to figure out. But how did um, Canada has already said that there's no way they're not letting the Raptors come back. I think they're saying basketball or at least not with fans. But I think that's everything. Yeah, right? Not with fans. Yeah. yeah. So yeah, the, the, the number fans. one sport for this is golf because that is played in a separated you know, way. Yes. You know, uh, maybe tennis. Yeah, I don't see why tennis can't come back. You just, I mean, it's supposed to be quiet anyway in a tennis match. You don't need fans. Yeah, I mean, you touch the ball, but that just means that just, just means hey, other player, if it, don't try to grab a ball, just let it go. Right, and they can get rid of the ball once. boys. No yeah. ball boys. What let about go once and be done? Oh, what about billiards, but with gloves? That's tough. Maybe you have to walk around each other. You have to like move back. It'll be a slower game. Yeah, but but golf, it's like almost yeah, it's perfect. Just I mean, like, people are still, you know, like uh, country clubs across the U.S. I think they're, a lot of them are officially closed, but everyone's just coming on and playing. Oh, yeah. Uh, my Nate Bargatze, he lives like he has a membership and they're like, no carts. We're not doing carts. You got to pull your own cart or we're doing. Oh, no. But they might be doing is one person per cart. Um, we'll wash it down after every use, like drive it straight into the clubhouse and then we'll hose it down. And like, I think they're doing something with like the cup. They are. Um, so I've heard this clubs are self popper or something, or like you just have to touch the cup. They might be covering the cup and the ball just has to touch it. Yeah. Something and you like count that. it like an aerated green where it's like eh, close enough. Yeah. I mean, I guess whatever. Uh, yeah. Right. I guess. And it's like, but you can, you can kind of be separated. Oh, also they took the, um, the rakes out of the traps. They're like no more raking. Cause you're going to okay. have to touch the rake. I love all the just bargaining that's going on. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Yeah. Why not? That's that was the last two days of, of New York comedy where they would say they take this mic. When you go upstairs, they would hand you a mic. You put a, a new sock on it, new one of these on oh, it. Oh, really? Yeah. And they say, go downstairs, plug it in yourself. The comic before you is going to take his mic out. So it's just the cord. Um, he's going to take his mic out, bring it back up. They lice all the shit out of it, throw the sock away. It's a disposable sock instead of these nice ones. They throw the sock away, just lice all the shit, let it evaporate. And then they have a bin full of like Lysoled mics that the next comic can take. And each one switches off. The host comes and takes his on in between everybody. So that's what it'll be for sure. That's when the we future. back, right? Yeah. I mean, that's how it was for that week. Like, we're guessing, but it's like, yeah, limit the amount. I mean, you've smelled shitty, awful mics where it's like, how many people have breathed into this since you last watched it? They're disgusting. But that's not done. only that, the front row gets spit on like the entire show. Mm-hmm. And the comics all get spit. I mean, everyone's laughing at them. Yes. Yeah, you're right. You know? What so about like, have you done any Zoom? You done any Zoom shows? No, I, I need the laughs. I, I don't know how that's going to work when you can't hear the laughs and and the audience. Even if the so you've all done shows outside, right? Outdoor shows. Uh yeah, it's it's awful. It's awful, and yeah. those people can hear each other's laughs. It just kind of dies into the the lack of ceiling. Yes. Now you're talking about they can't hear each other's laughs. Yeah, I don't know. And, and it's dying into it. No, it's it, I, I need a crowd, man. I mean, I know a guy who did one last night and made two grants off tips. 
If you oh, need really? the money. Yeah, this guy in New York. He he's like one of those master marketer type comedians though, you know? Like he had a giant I mean, mailing yeah. list and put it all together. But it just wouldn't sound right without a laugh. It sounds like everybody's bombing. And it sounds like the material's bad. Yeah, I don't know. It's uh it's we, just hard we, to they, we had a, we had an audience mic that fed into the manager's office at the comedy store. Not yeah. an audience mic, a comic mic. So in case you could hear like get the fuck off me, you could you're like, oh shit, we got to go up there, you know. So if a fight broke out and the comic yeah. was talking, we would know. But it didn't record the audience, just the comedian. So you're in the manager's office listening, you're like ooh, he's struggling, huh? And then you run into the room to see a comic bombing, especially a friend of yours, and then you're like, oh, he's doing really well, yeah, because. It wasn't the audience wasn't feeding in, so it's just going to make it sound like you're bombing. It's it makes a, a giant difference. I mean, the one I I've seen one. I haven't done any yet. I was asking, but I've seen one where they had um, like ten people maybe unmuted. So you're getting, but like the ninety percent of the audience is muted, and it's probably the ten yeah. people who they know and they can control, and they're not going to be like heckling or whatever, you know. Right. It's like be quiet. You're messing this up for everybody if you talk. Yeah, so but these 10 people, laugh. you're you our friends, laugh. be like a real audience, and the other 90%, yeah. you're muted. You can hear them laughing kind of thing. Yeah, I guess if you go like, you'd have to make it so it's like you lose something. You'd need, you'd need a moderator, and you'd be like, it's a $5 entrance or $10 entrance or something like that. So if, if we mute you, if you if you fuck up and start talking, we're going we're gonna to kick you out, and yeah. then you're not getting your money back. Um, I mean, so you have something to lose. A month ago, I was like, I would never, there's no way in hell I'd ever do one of these things. And the longer this goes, I'm like, well, I got to do something. I mean, we're doing our podcast five days a week now yeah. on Patreon. Yeah. We're doing one day here and the other four days on Patreon. And so that's yeah. like getting writing out. But doing nothing is not an option, you know, yeah. stand up creative wise. It's, it's hard. The, the podcast is like something. That's why I do the yoga. It's like I can make jokes that way. I do this podcast and other podcasts. Oh, yeah. How do, people, how do people get the yoga? Just uh, Ari, just Ari Shafir on. Oh, no, it's YouTube. YouTube.com slash Skeptic Tank. My Skeptic Tank YouTube page. And then there's a playlist for yoga only. But then there's also, like, my Skeptic Tank podcast and my other podcasts. And what's the deal with the um, the studio? Are you, are you still renting it? or did you? Yeah, so I, I they didn't respond, but I took your advice on Friday. Went to my apartment and said, hey, my whole industry is dead. Yeah. I went from income to no income, even though they don't know. It's like I actually wasn't planning on going back on the road till November. Yeah, they you don't know. know that though. I mean, yeah, exactly. But and also, I might not go on the road in November. Deposits so it, come in early and stuff. Yeah. What? So, sometimes deposits come in early, you know. And there's and there's no yoga, so. Right, that right. Big, <laughs> so, so I said this is a major issue. Like, I'm sure I'm not the only one in this boat, but like, finances are different now than they were two months ago. What can you do? So my apartment said you can take five hundred dollars a week, a month off temporarily. And then after this, we might also renegotiate. Like, you're not going to re-rent this for as much as we're paying. So we want lower rent. Exactly. And they, so they did that? They took 500 off? Temporarily. My other, okay. the studio hasn't responded yet, but I told, I was like, I'm going to hold off on paying it. I'm going to talk to them on Monday. I'm like, how do you guys want to handle this? If we move out, you know you're not going to rent this place. Yeah. We're having trouble. Yeah. What can you do? What, what you got was a great deal. I mean, my landlord gave me 50% off. I've never met the guy. I've only spoken to him through email like twice. He lives in Georgia. Did you call Georgia. him for this or email him? Email. I've never, it's all, I've, he lives in Georgia. He's one of those guys somehow owns the apartment, has, doesn't live there, has never lived yeah. there. Yeah. And he was just cool. I just took a chance. He gave me 50% off for three months. And then he's, that was April, May, June. And he's like, once June comes around, we'll see how the world looks and we can talk about it again. Well, that's great. That's like a normal human where it's like, I don't have to. It's like, no, you don't have to, but you know, I can also just stop paying and you can't kick me out. Yeah. So, so and, and, and these things aren't going to count against our credit because so many people are in the same boat. Yeah. So like, I don't know. How about just don't be an asshole and be like, 
yeah, yeah, dude, I get it. I'd like to keep you as a tenant. You don't know what you're doing right now. So let's That's, let's work together. I mean, here. what he told me is he's like, listen, I have because uh, it's a co-op. So he's like, I have co-op fees and I have taxes. And so if you, you I just want you to cover that and then right. I'll take away my profit. Like that's awesome. Yeah, exactly. Like no one's trying to make any money here. I'm trying not to go. Bro- it's like if you make me make a decision between groceries and my rent, I'll just stop I'm, paying and I'll leave. Yeah, especially when they right. say they can't kick you out right now. It's like, but then for sure. So then it's like, all right. Even if I don't say I'm not paying, I'll just stay. What if I just like, hey, I'm moving out. Are you going to re-rent this place right now? Yeah, there's no, there's no market. Even if you do, it's going to be way less than you're cur- I'm currently paying. So well, like, that's every how do you want to play it? Every apartment is going to be two thirds of the it, price. It could be fun to look to real estate right now and just make crazy lowball offers. Absolutely, see, and I see what they say. So I looked online just to like let me look at apartments in my range, you know, for what I'm looking for, and they're actually being rented for more than they were a year and a half ago. That's going to. But come I think down, what they're doing right, and that's for June rentals. So I think what's going to happen is, and they always do this when you look, and it's like it, this was just decreased by ten percent. This was just decreased by you know when it's like they try it at five thousand and they they leave it for two weeks. Nobody's renting it like uh, two forty five hundred. Uh, and nobody rents it like two forty two hundred. You know that that's normal. So I think they're still doing that. But I think what's going to happen is you're going to look at a place and it's going to be two thousand, and you're like, would you take twelve hundred? Yes, that's it. Mm-hmm. And if they go, no way. Like, okay, see ya. That is what's going to happen because I know our neighbors were trying to sell their apartment and they were just about to put it on the market, and they just yep, decided not, not to put it on the market. Don't bother. We we'll yeah. just hold it. Hold and it. I think and let that's it what back. a lot of people are doing. They're like, we're yeah. just going to either hold on to this or, as you said, like lowball. That's them. for sales. For for rentals, it's like, yeah. so are you going to not rent this for a year while you're waiting for the market to maybe bounce back? Is there be some benefit to that? Like in Santa Monica, they were about to. This was when I moved there. They ju- were about to finish rent stabilization, but anyone who already had an apartment was grandfathered in. So for the last year, anyone who left, they were just holding those apartments because they were like, we don't want to have to make these rent stabilized forever. So they would rather leave it empty. But that's in, in that circumstance where it benefited you to not rent it till after the stabilization ended. Yeah. This doesn't benefit you at all. It's like <laughs> rent it. It's know, not. And everyone, I mean, we just had our producer on a couple of days ago on our Patreon show. He was saying he's in his 20s and he was saying everyone he knows, every apartment that's like three people living in an apartment together, at least one, one of the roommates has left and isn't coming back. Right. So it's right. like, I can't afford this on my own. This, this left and right, that's the situation. It's not like those apartments go away. They're part of the market. Yes. And no one's renting them or less people are going to rent them. So it's like, Everyone who has an apartment now is like, listen, here's the deal. I'm paying two grand. You can either figure out how to put this back on the market and hope to get your same two grand that you got five months ago, which you know you're not going to, or you can stay with me and let me charge me 1400 or take your chances on the market. That's it. Yeah. So, all right. We want to, uh, we want to get to the news. We got a couple of news stories. Do you want to stick around with us or you got to run? Okay, sure. Yeah. Can, let me just grab my uh, cord for this computer because I'm going to lose video in a second if I don't. Okay. All right, Give sounds me. good. One second. I'm running. Right in All right, we're back. Um, we ended abruptly there, but we got some news stories to get through. All right, uh, so Harvard. Wait, let me get to the. Where did I put this? Uh, here it is. Here we go. We're still going. Here we go. Harvard, Harvard. Harvard professor wants to ban homeschooling because it's authoritarian. Ban what? 
This home is like schooling. mental gymnastics. So basically, Cap, you can explain this. They're saying that um, homeschool, because parents, they're saying homeschooling can be authoritarian and even white supremacist and misogynist, says this professor. Oh, because if their parents are misogynist, then yes. they'll pass that down? It's well, like- and, they're, and they're saying the format of the idea of homeschooling, which is like one person decides what this kid does. I think that's their point. Yeah, that's they're saying like- uh, life should not be controlled by one person, even if that person is your parents. So, so parenting shouldn't be controlled. You should yeah. let the state do parenting. It's like, I get what you're saying, dude, but like, yeah, I don't know. There's also benefits to it. If he said there's weaknesses that we should address, okay, to say we shouldn't do it is like. Elizabeth right. Bartho- Bartholet is the uh, Harvard professor who says this. I mean, go ahead. For thousands of, well, for thousands of years, when was school invented? Just did yeah. kids just used to learn from their parents? <laughs> like, was, was that? Yeah, exactly. That's just the way it was. Yeah, but there's no tutors. But now, I mean, honestly, I've been homeschooling my kids now since this distance learning thing started. And this seems like a crazy headline. I totally agree with her now because I don't have to do this again. So I want to protest. I don't want to homeschool. I don't yeah, want to be start, a starter. You got to start just dropping the N-bomb in every math problem. And that way, <laughs> exactly. they'll take away your right to, to homeschool Exactly. I'll get canceled. <laughs> there's also, what about... Yeah, Go sure. ahead. What about the fact that homeschool kids have always shown to test way higher and do way better in college? Yeah, they're weirdos, oh. but they do better. Yeah. yeah, socially it's an issue, but like scholastically, I think they're like far ahead. So like to say no because they might. I, don't know, I mean, I'm sure you know the amount. I'm sure a ton of Harvard students have were homeschooled because you're they're right. Yeah, they're always the smart weirdo ones who end up going. To I Harvard. mean, she's a Harvard professor, so I don't want to disagree with her. But I'm like, it doesn't seem like. That, like a for sure not. Well, there was also a but, Harvard professor who was selling secrets to the uh, to China in January. So I don't think it's a blanket we can agree with all Harvard professors. I, but. And also, and maybe I need to ask Wilson Vince about this, but I'm not. I have my Ruby Kaplan, my daughter, whose room I'm recording this from, hasn't done it. This is Sunday. She hasn't done her work from Friday yet. So I, the authoritarian thing. You're only an authoritarian if you make yourself an authoritarian. If you're a modern parent homeschooling, you're not probably an authoritarian, no matter what this person says. So, Ari, I really think Wilson Vince should be hired as an as like a disciplinarian parent to just come (laughs) around during quarantine. (laughs) If he can, especially if he can get like antibodies or something, maybe he can zoom in and he can come in and just just like yeah, just ruin kids' lives for thirty minutes and then send them back to their parents for the rest of the day. That's a great idea. (laughs) We're trying to find jobs for comedians here, so. Yeah. <laughs> There's no jokes left to get. Next story comes from CNN. Japanese mayor says men should grocery shop during pandemic as women take a longer time. Mm. This is yes. Mayor of Osaka. Um, it reminds me of a, a law in, in Judaism. Um, women can't be judges. Why? And the result of that, of not being judges, also you can't lead services because they're called anyone who leads services, they're, they're considering that like a judge. The reason mm, wow. women can't be judges is because they are, quote, too emotional. Yes. <laughs> so is that, is that in the Talmud? Yeah, it is. Yeah. And that's probably one of the rules that would be revisited if we had a bait date, if we had a Sanhedrin, we could be like, let's revisit that one. Uh, but we can't right now. So we, whatever we decided 700 years ago goes. But um, yeah, too emotional. <laughs> it's like, all right. And uh, they're not wrong. How did, what, did this get? Because um, Christianity gets a lot of, uh, it's a target, I would say, of a lot of like the movements in the United States. Like we got to get it out. But is, is Judaism, I don't see it so much. As, you know why? Because like, Judaism doesn't decide social policy. Yeah, we have no power. It's like we're That's sticking to ourselves. We're not saying you can't do research on stem cells because of what we believe. Okay. But, but Christians are. 
Yeah. Okay, so you're saying these beliefs exist, but they don't necessarily matter to the mainstream. They don't bother anybody else. Yeah, when I I lived in New York at Yeshiva University, I was my first year of college, I went there, and my friends came up to go to a Yankee game. Sunday, they were coming up, so I went across the street to get a six-pack so we could have it. We could all have a couple beers. And they're like, sorry. These laws are done now, but this was 1994 or 5, and they were like, uh, no, we can't sell you beer on a Sunday. And I'm like, what? They're like, Blue Lots of Sabbath. I'm like, well, it's not my Sabbath. Yeah. <laughs> my Sabbath was yesterday. And they're like, we can't sell you. And so it's like that kind of shit. It's like, this was never my religion. Why are you imposing my ability to buy beer today? Yes. All right. That makes sense. That was the same in Florida when I was in there in the early 2000s. And it was it was like you could only get beer at a grocery store. You couldn't get hard alcohol. And somehow that uh, traces its way back to the Bible. Yeah. I have no idea why. but Yeah. That's yeah. why people hate Christians, because you're always but, fucking shoving your shit in our shit. Yeah. Some speaking of, us, of shit, sorry. do you do Most you do, yeah. do you agree though with this Japanese mayor's premise? Because I don't know if I do. Just to defend, I'm a feminist, maybe. No, but you I should not I, allow potheads. Potheads take forever at the grocery store. I take forever because I always want to find like the perfect pepper or the perfect. Hey, mm-hmm. uh, I'm like. So I think I think women just go in and buy stuff. I don't know. Yeah. What do you think, Turner? Are you are you a quick shopper? Or is your wife? I mean, now listen. I think women be shopping. I think this guy's right. <laughs> and uh, <laughs> no, no, he's saying men should be shopping. He's saying, what he's saying sh- that women be sh- shopping, and that's the issue. Oh, oh I see. This yeah. guy's a this guy's a Def Jam comic, apparently. I mean, the women make the lists, and we, yeah, I don't know. It's I'm a quick. I, I've been saying this on the podcast for weeks. I'm a quick uh, pick uh, fruit picker. I'm, I've always fancied myself as vegetables. I can do it in one look. I can be like, that's oh, yeah. the right fruit. So I'm the guy who should be shopping for all of Japan. You're, you're the one. Yeah. Now people go to like Instacart or whatever, use the services to shop for you. The problem is those shoppers are just grabbing the first plum and putting in the bed. They're not like, so you're getting just like the rotted, it should be on the supermarket to be like, we're getting ri- these out of the circulation, but well, there's no more like touching an apple. Seeing yeah. That's why I don't use those sites. I still brave it into the grocery store. Well, the other thing quarantine. is you get, true we, New Yorker. we order some stuff off uh, Amazon and you end up getting 10% of what you ordered and it's never enough to make a full meal. It's things that don't have to do with the other things. Right. There's, there's stuff that you add because you're like, has to be a $20 minimum. So you're like, all right, all I need is flour. That costs me $4. I'll add 16 other dollars to get to that minimum. And then right when they deliver, it's like, oh, by the way, we couldn't find flour for you. Sorry. I'm like, that's the only reason I'm doing this That's order. all you wanted. <laughs> and then it's somehow now it's uh, magically under the 16, the $20 minimum. Yeah. But oh, it's fine. They have you they think, like, if you can't get this, cancel all of it. And they don't tell you until it shows up. It's like reverse yeah. Christmas. <laughs> this is what you're not going to take stuff away at the last second. Yeah. <laughs> last story of the week yeah. comes to us from France 24, which is what, what, this is one of our big outlets, Kaplan. Oh, yeah. I think it's a local TV station in France. France is testing whether nicotine could prevent coronavirus. I like this because um, they're just testing whatever they like to do, which is smoke yeah. a lot of cigarettes. They're like, maybe this <laughs> is a cure. Yeah, the pastries and nicotine. Yeah, we're the Jews were tasting locks, the whatever people like, whatever your national. Maybe yeah, bacon. we're, t- we're, t- we're testing guys, guilt. Yeah, Turner's testing hammer. Yeah, guilt. Yeah, <laughs> maybe yeah. it's bacon. Who knows? And yeah. worst case scenario, if you're French, you get to smoke a lot of cigarettes. Yeah, you just go nuts. Yeah, I think what they're saying about that one is the nicotine itself might help you, but smoking the the carcinogens is definitely not going to help you. But like the nicotine might be a fucking. So you uh, take like a nicotine patch or something? Is maybe, maybe yeah, goal? maybe. It'd be amazing if it's proven. Like if you said or joked earlier about Trump finding the cure. A close second for craziness if it was like cigarette smoking was a cure. Mm-hmm. Like you've been told my whole life, my parents are trying to kill me apparently by telling me not to smoke. I love how yeah. bad journalism now. Anytime there's like 
preliminary testing on something, they're like, if these studies are true, it suggests that this, and it's like, yeah, yeah they haven't tested it yet. They're just starting the <laughs> testing. So you can't start saying if this were true, it means this and this and this. But yeah. everybody's so desperate for something to be something to be true. Yeah, why can they even let these things out before they've right like that so Gilead test? Well, yeah, we had maybe... last week we had a doctor on, and we were asking her. We're like, so is it true? Is it is any of these things working? And she's like, no, nothing. Just stop talking yeah. about it. Nothing's working. I wish I could tell you something is, but zero. We don't know what's going on. Nothing is working. Right. Real depressing. Yeah. yeah. That's the, uh, yeah, no, <laughs> it's the, there's nothing you can do because you have to get a headline there, people just want every day. We're not in like uh yeah, so you're rushing the, it. Everything's daily. Like we have press conferences every day. There's a governor, there's a mayor, there's a president. Everyone's got to talk. So we got to talk about something. We got to talk about the next way to that's, cure the next mm-hmm. anybody. That's well, one thing I learned from Henry Rollins. He said, so when he goes, he goes a lot of traveling, right? And he goes, what he likes to do is, and I took this to heart. He goes, I try to not talk about this in stories for about six months. When I go travel and I see some like, you know, f- f- uh, funeral where they're bar- or, like, burning bodies, you know, and stuff like that. He goes, I let it simmer. I see what else I can take to put in that story. Like this is different than a, that's India. This is different than a Burmese funeral. Where mm. they do that. You know, he wants to have both those things. And he says the mentality is let me just rush and get it out. But then it's like not fully thought out. So it's like sit on shit for a while. And that, that's just not the news cycle. They're like, I have a story. Let me tell you. It's like, fucking finish it off first. Well, we saw that when comedy, I think comedy got a better. Um, was it when a few years ago when everyone pumped the brakes on the stand, the special a year thing? And everyone was like, bit, all right, maybe 18 months, maybe two years. And you could see a difference. Yeah, it got better. And now with all the, the money grab specials, it's it's getting worse where they're like, are you ready? Who cares? Here's a, here's fucking $6 million for your special. People hey, are like, sure, Ellen, I'll do it. Ellen, you've been on stage eight times in the past 20 years. Just go do it. Oh, my it. God, exactly. And people are like, I think it might be good. I'm like, what? I mean, look, dude, How? even if she was still doing comedy every day, she's still a fucking 55-year-old comic. Like, what are you talking about? I mean, my rule for She hasn't this- done it. If I haven't, I'm not even at, I'm not at every club, but I'm around New York. And if I haven't heard of this person doing spots anywhere, New York no or faith. LA, I'm like, no faith. Don't watch it. Yeah. She did like two spots at the comedy store. I was like, I'm ready. And it's like, oh, fuck you. Fuck you for having no respect for this art form. Exactly. Yeah. But I mean, she, whatever. She got a lot of money. So yeah, exactly. That's what capitalist idiots will do with no fucking art integrity at all they're like well they got money it's like well, who's talking about that you fucking sellout sellouts to talk about money before the art form every day of the week exactly anyway oh, i hope it is i hope it is uh nicotine i just think ari as you being trump's um uh political what is it uh advisor it's, it's press, secretary? press guy I, yeah no, press, press secretary, press secretary. Asking- they don't even have a press secretary the person never speaks anymore it's always trump now he but, just yeah. fired her actually so i think uh, the position's yeah. available and i want you to tell him listen let's get in front of this you announced that this nicotine might be a cure yeah, good point. It sounds let like me, a Trump let me line. Let's have someone else do it. Let's have fucking Pence announce some of these fucking dumb cures. Yeah, why not? Spread it around a little bit. I say Trump should get rid of Pence and say I'm hiring a new vice president, um, maybe after the election, but have it go just be like a fully retarded person and maybe a racist retard. So that, that way he can be like the whole time. Like, Beetlejuice. Ah, right, guys? Right, guys? He's not. Anyway, let me tell you some real shit. People are like, yeah, let's, let's talk to Trump instead of this fucking vice president. Let's go. Yeah, because you, as whenever you're like at a party or a social gathering, you, uh, gr- you gravitate towards the most sane person in the room. Exactly. And talk about. Exactly. Fat chicks know this all the time. Chubby chicks love fat chicks. Yes. Exa- yes. Kaplan, this is all of college. For, this is Syracuse. It's, you hang out. You don't have hotter people than you and your crew. 
Yeah. Right? No, you, that's 101. This is Kaplan's a, whole Bible. <laughs> yeah. You hang out with a team yeah. of fat chicks if you're okay, whatever. And then off, you hang Seven's out with an offensive line. Fives. Yes, exactly. It makes you look better. And uh, mm-hmm. that's, that, yeah, that's, that's wise advice. We've been learning a lot here. This is great advice. You outed, Ari outed the, the Jews are no less more progressive than everyone else. That's a big myth. We've been going on forever. People think we're progressive, and we think women are too emotional. We learned, and I've learned a lot from Henry Rollins. So that's yeah. a. Who, who, Turner, I was going to ask you because his name keeps coming up. Didn't like Randy Lee, our ex producer, make a movie with Henry Rollins or something? I think he did make a movie with Henry Rollins. I also have a. I took a picture with I, Henry Rollins in like yeah, 2001. We've we had a lot of Henry Rollins references on this podcast over the years, randomly. So that's I've my seen favorite. Rollins just keeps band. Coming, I yeah. think on accident, maybe one time yeah. at like yeah. a music festival. Um, anyway, that's the podcast, Ari. Thank you for doing it, man. Yeah, yeah. I'll uh, figure out this. Um, I'll stop recording and fucking figure out how to send it to you. All right. Yeah, if we get it, we get out. it. We'll put it up. It'll be on our YouTube page. You can watch this on YouTube. Everyone for listening, who's listening there. Yeah, our debut on YouTube. Our de- if no, we get we well, we've been on our there. debut in sort video of. form. Yes, Debit. full video. Um, Ari for Ari for Cap. Uh, thank you, Cap. Ari, thanks for doing it. Cap, yeah. what should we do? Get lost. Get lost, everybody. Oh, uh, yeah. I forgot that's the name of the podcast. <laughs> I forgot, too. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Save big on your Memorial Day barbecue, all in the Kroger app. Get three-pound rolls of juicy 80% lean ground beef for $3.49 a pound with a digital coupon. Then get select varieties of flavorful Powerade, Body Armor Super Drink, or Arizona tea for 77 cents each, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger, less than five miles away. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.